But I love a good backstory, so this, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to keep going. I just think I'm really funny after a glass of wine. Welcome to He Read, She Read, the podcast where a couple of married bookworms discuss what they're reading and learning. Today we're sharing some of the books we purchased on our bookstore dates this summer and tips for shopping used bookstores. I'm Curtis. And I'm Chelsea. We also have a fun announcement about our September through November buddy reads and some news about a giveaway. So stay tuned for the very end of the episode to hear about those things. Now, previously, we've talked about how I have a tendency to own more books and you spend more time at libraries, Um, but bookstores have always been uh, a date for us, a way to get out and shop for books together. So what do you think it is about used bookstores that is attractive to us? I do think that they make for more of an experiential bookstore date because we can walk into Barnes & Noble, you know exactly where everything is. We can go our separate ways, go to the sections that we know, find the best seller table, and there's not really much of a discovery about that, but going to a used bookstore where there are potentially hidden treasures, nooks and crannies to explore, obviously like the price point is usually lower, so you can actually splurge a little bit without feeling guilty about it i put a little instant hotel category in there where i was talking about (laughs) value for money but it's true like you can get three or four books for the value of one brand new hardcover yeah so the value's there that helps especially if you want to make it like oh we're going out to dinner and then we're going to a bookstore it's hard to then spend to spend fifty dollars on dinner and then spend another forty dollars on books I mean, we've been known to do that before, but it's not always in the budget. So a used bookstore offers a good alternative. Something else is if you're looking for a special edition of a book or adding to like a collection, like you always are looking for Anne of Green Gables versions or covers that look good. And that's another aspect of looking for these places that have a wide variety of used books to sell is you're having that collective aspect. Definitely. Yeah. And I just think it's fun to treat it like a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. You're looking for stuff that's going to, you know, check your blocks and be a treasure. So we kind of broke this down as like tips as well as going through our latest um, used bookstore haul from, where did we go in Syracuse? Um, books End yeah. in Syracuse, New York is a really great used bookstore. One of my favorites that I've been in. Um, my other favorite is the bookstore that we go to in Milwaukee all the time. What's that one? I don't remember. <laughs> it, I think it has like a pretty generic name. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes. We've talked about it on the show before. Um, those are maybe my two favorite used bookstores. So we'll talk the tips first and then kind of using that as a jumping off point to be like, hey, these are what we were looking for or what we found the last time we were there. Yeah. Do you want to go with number one? Yes. Tip number one is to case the joint. Sounds right up my alley. Which basically means do a full sweep of a new-to-you used bookstore and look at everything the first time that you go. And then after that, you'll kind of know what your go-to sections are. You'll know where their selection is more beefed up and where 
it's not necessarily worth looking. But the very first time that you go to a new used bookstore that you've never been to, look at everything if you have the time and you can do that. I made this mistake when we were at this shop the first time because I got sucked into their sections before doing the full sweep. And then I got to the back corner, which was like the nonfiction his uh, biography and didn't even have a chance to really go through it because it was closing. So if I had actually cased the joint and gone through everything, I would have known where to spend my time more wisely. That's why we're given these tips. We learn from ourselves too. (laughs) (laughs) So this first book that I'm going to talk about, I actually got from our local used bookstore, which is maybe like 10 minutes from our house. It just doesn't have as big of a selection as the bigger city bookstores. I picked up His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novik, and this is one that we've mentioned on the podcast. I think that we brought this up in our Game of Thrones episode as a comparison, because it's about dragons, it's fantasy, um, highly acclaimed, and I don't usually look at the fantasy section when I'm in a used bookstore, but because I cased the joint and because I looked at every corner of this new place... I was able to find this book that I've been meaning to read and that I think you'll enjoy too. You know, when I would ever add it to the list eventually. Yeah, you never know. Sometimes you're just in the mood for a fantasy and it's if it's within reach, you pick it up. (laughs) Okay. Well, if I'm in the mood for fantasy, I'm going to have to go with this pick that I just got. Um, So I've said previously on the show that I'm getting back into Star Wars, even though I've had a falling out with the franchise. Yeah, this is like a big big freaking nerd deal people go back to the episode backlog if you, <laughs> if you want to get the gist but essentially like now that disney owns the rights they've been writing some more stories and continuing some of the expanded universe and one of the favorite authors of mine back in the day when it was the star wars expanded universe was timothy zahn and heir to empire which is also known as like the thrawn trilogy was some of my favorite reading when i was a kid and he's kind of restarted a new trilogy with that same character so grand admiral thrawn is like this big bad strategic guy that goes on to lead the empire after um star wars episode six happens so this is kind of his backstory into how he became who he is so it's star wars thrawn uh t-h-r-a-w-n for like a prawn yeah that's how i think of it (laughs) and i Um, just imagine him as a giant shrimp which also, I'm sure is totally accurate. Well, he's got, he's tall, he's got blue skin and red eyes. Not a shrimp. Not a shrimp, no. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's funny. Zahn, Thrawn, it's an easy way to remember stuff. Um, Thrawn. <laughs> but I love a good backstory, so this, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to keep going. I just think I'm really funny after a glass of wine. I'm just going to keep going and ignoring you. <laughs> Um, so I, I like a good backstory and especially because it's the same author, um, that wrote the original trilogy. Um, it's something that I'm intrigued by. So I've already owned the second one, picked it up somewhere randomly. And then now I have this one. So that when I got in the bookstore, I always go back for the fantasy just to see if they have, uh, something that I'm missing from a collection or whatever. And this had a really expansive Star Wars section. So it was either, you know, I was going to buy my X-Wing books again or, I could go with something new that I haven't read before. So instead of refilling my backlog of things that I've owned over the years, I've decided to try something new. So did the did this full sweep, saw that they had a nice selection of Star Wars books, and decided to pick something up. 
So go to section next time we go there in case I want to get something else. But it totally helps to look at the full store. And that is the other thing about used bookstores is typically they do have one or two sections that are... More expensive? Yeah, more expansive, more curated perhaps than the others. And so it's important to really look at everything. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know what you don't know if you don't look for it. Science. Yes. Science. (laughs) He read, she read Proverbs. (laughs) Tip number two is to have a short list of authors to look for. So this kind of goes with having a specific genre that you're looking for, but having a short list of authors that you really like helps you scan the shelves. So what was your pick that goes along with this tip? So I've been on a Stephen Pressfield kick as of lately. Um, So when we go to different stores, I've been randomly finding like one book by itself that I don't own. So it's been nice to just add to. Um, So I read Gates of Fire multiple times over the years. It's one of my favorite books of all time. And then I found like some of his books about Alexander the Great, so the Afghan campaign or virtues of war. And this time around, I found The Legend of Bagger Vance. So this was a movie in like the 90s with Matt Damon and I think Morgan Freeman, but it's a golf novel. So it's about a caddy in the 1930s who has like this secret to like the best swing ever. So, and it's something that I wouldn't have thought was written by Stephen Pressfield. So normally he's writing books about leadership and war and all these like generals. And then all of a sudden he's got a random book about golf. So I've heard it's really good. It's got a lot of high praise from people on the back cover from people that I know. So one of them was Harvey Penick, which I mentioned on our episode last month, who wrote the Little Red Book. And he's saying it's a match for everybody who loves golf. And that's why he's friends with Stephen Pressfield. Who knew? I love discovering author friendships like that, though, that you never would have guessed. Well, and also books that you would never have thought were written by that author. So that's also fun. What was the uh, one that you found for your shortlist? I always look for Edith Wharton novels when I'm in used bookstores. I read The House of Mirth in college and absolutely fell in love with it. And since then, I haven't really read much of her backlog. So I picked up The Glimpses of the Moon, which is a novel I had never heard of. It's not one of her more famous ones, but this is set in the 1920s, and the main characters are a couple who have the connections, like they're friends with rich people, but they don't have money themselves, so they decide that they're going to get married and spend the year basically leeching off of their wealthy friends and living it up. And then the deal is that if one of them meets someone who can advance them socially and, like, get them more money, they'll dissolve the marriage and divorce so that then they can marry the other person. So basically, they're, like, money grabbers wanting to advance socially. But, of course, errors and comedy and social etiquette ensues. (laughs) So I'm very excited about this one because I really like her style and this just sounds like the sassy classic movies that i love yeah and it's a beautiful paperback too i should probably just take a picture of this for 
for the Instagram. <laughs> <Typically>. <laughs> um, but I was really excited to pick this one up. So Edith Wharton is definitely one of the authors that I look for. Is that supposed to be like 1920s social se- yes. setting? Okay. So some of Edith Wharton's work is set more in the Gilded Age. So like late, super late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, but I'm excited to read a jazz age novel by her. Sounds very Gatsby. I know. I'm so excited. So aside from used bookstores, uh, another favorite way of ours to shop for books is to support our independent booksellers. So we currently don't have a local indie bookstore to frequent where we are, but we do use Libro FM to support indie bookstores across the country and to download our audiobooks. Libro FM is offering our listeners three audiobooks for the price of one. So on Libro FM, you can pick from more than 100,000 audiobooks, including new releases, current bestsellers, and recommendations from booksellers around the country. And when you can set up your account, you can choose to support any independent bookstore that you want. Libro FM includes the best elements of shopping indie bookstores like bookseller recommendations and easy to find new releases. Listeners of He Read, She Read podcast can get a three-month audiobook membership for the price of one month. So that's three audiobook credits for the price of one. We've made the switch to Libro FM and hope you will too. You can go to Libro FM, that's L-I-B-R-O dot F-M, and enter the promo code H-R-S-R or go through the link in our show notes. With each listen, take pride in knowing that you're supporting local bookstores. I was just listening to my audiobook on Libro FM today. Shameless plug. I Look, I really do love them. They're a joy to work with, so everyone should go switch over to Libro FM. So our third tip uh, is to stick to one or two genres. So for me, it's memoir or nonfiction, but you can also be literary fiction, African-American studies, or romance. So if you have a wheelhouse that you're looking for, it makes it easy to go in a store and make a beeline for those sections. This kind of contradicts our first tip, though. I was going to say it. But this is for subsequent trips. So tip number one to look at everything is really just the first time that you're in a used bookstore that you've never been to. But then if you go to that used bookstore again... Or if you know it's just like a one-off, like I'm on vacation, I'm never going to be in this used bookstore again, it makes sense to just have one or two genres so you can go for depth rather than breadth in your searching. Ooh, depth rather than breadth. Put that on a pillow. (laughs) So tip number one is really for a local used bookstore that you know that you're going to go to a lot the first time that you go look at everything. But tip number three here is more for, okay, either... You've got a limited amount of time, or this is the second, third, fourth time that you've been to this used bookstore and you want to really like be able to sit and sift through some titles. So does that make sense? I am fully on board. Makes sense to me. So definitely memoir is a genre that I've been picking up more at used bookstores. I also look at literary fiction or classic literature. Um, The last time that we went to Book's End, I found a ton of really good memoir that I was really excited about. Would you like to hear about them? Oh, I'm ready. Okay, here are the memoirs that I picked up during our last bookstore date. I grabbed a pristine penguin paperback of 84 Charing Cross Road by Helene Hanf, and I'm very excited about it. It's an epistolary novel. Um, Well, not novel, memoir. I think it's a memoir. Yeah. Anyway, it looks really cute. And according to many bookworms that I 
admire. This is like one of the best books ever. Um, I also grabbed The Color of Water by James McBride. The subtitle of this one is A Black Man's Tribute to His White Mother. And I think that I've heard about this one on the Stacks podcast and What Should I Read Next? And it sounds like a really lovely memoir. Um, And James McBride is a really great author. So I'm super excited to read that one. I also grabbed Zora Neale Hurston's memoir. Well, autobiography, she calls it. Dust Tracks on a Road, and I love Zora Neale Hurston's writing. There's a foreword in this by Maya Angelou, and I just think it's going to be wonderful. Harlem Renaissance is one of my favorite eras to read about or to read books from, so very excited about this one. Apologize for all the book noises. No, I don't. It's a book podcast. Listen to the pages. Never apologize for book noises. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then the other one that I grabbed is Rock Needs River by Vanessa McGrady, and this is a memoir about very open adoption. So um, the author adopts a baby, Grace, and then when Grace's biological parents become homeless, Vanessa, the author, invites them to stay. And so they sort of have this experience of co-parenting and this really unique relationship, and I'm also excited to read that one i love memoir (laughs) well i do too which is why i'm talking about uh the seven pillars of wisdom by t.e lawrence so when we're talking about going and straight for a section i'm always going for the biography or the memoir and i had seen this book at a couple of different spots and it's a perfect edition which is another thing that we've talked about where like if it's in pristine condition, I'm going for it. Um, so T.E. Lawrence is also known as Lawrence of Arabia. So this is his autobiographical account of World War One, where he was serving as a British liaison officer with Arab rebels that were fighting against the Ottoman Empire. So it's kind of well known as a military history combined with one of the better forms of literature from like the early World War One era. Uh, Winston Churchill is quoted as saying, as it ranks with the greatest books ever written in the English language. So as somebody, Whoa, who, okay. as somebody who's known as a great orator and author himself, that's high praise coming from him. Um, it's thick. Yeah. It's, there's pictures in there though. So that's good. Um, the funny part that I found was he had already planned to write a book before the war started called the seven pillars of wisdom and then just completely scrapped that manuscript and then kept the title for his memoir. Hmm. So Lawrence is an interesting character because he was offered a Victoria Cross and a knighthood, but declined both. He kind of separated himself from public life after World War I, stayed in the army for a little while, and then just came out with this book. Um, but he's isn't really well known as far as like being in the public eye. Um, this is more just you know, his story from when he was a liaison uh, with the Arab rebels and stuff like that. So I, I like that story, but then it's also the component of, hey, Great Britain made a lot of promises as far as like, hey, you can fight the Turks and we're going to let you have your own state. And then they kind of reneged on that and then divvied I mean, up. as they do. As, yeah. So I'm interested Hashtag to read. Hashtag colonization. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to read and see if that comes up and how much that plays a role because something that i've heard about this is he has 
the language that he uses to describe the Arab people and people that he was working with is very, you know, descriptive and you can tell that he cares. So I'm interested to see if after the fact, when the country that he fights for didn't really come through on their promises, if that is something that comes up. Because really all I've heard about this is it's a really well-written story about his time um, and then a little bit of the military history, but then also just a good, well-written story. So was this in the memoir section or was it in the one of the history sections? It was in memoir because it is technically autobiographical. Okay. So. All right. What's our next tip? So the tip is grab something that catches your eye right away and take a chance on it. So I can kick this off where it's called The Swerve by Stephen Greenblatt. And the reason it caught my eye is because on the side it says, Winner, Pulitzer Prize, National Book Award. So I've talked about... Those are your magic words. Yeah. So without even knowing anything about it, I can just see that on the spine, grab it, and just take a chance on it. So it's about how... Let's see. I don't even. I don't even know what it's about. I just grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even read the description yet. No. Hold on. <laughs> um, so, it, like on the front, it talks about how the world became modern. Is kind of the hook for it. Um, and it's a nonfiction wonder, part adventure, part enthralling history. You're just reading from. I, I'm just reading from the inside jacket. <laughs> See, this is you know, it's a perfect spirit of the tip. Like, it's a really cool cover. I will give you that. Yeah. So I have no idea what it's about. I just took a chance on it. Although I have read uh, one of the, this uh, author's other works, "Will in the World." I read that in college for a Shakespeare. Well, that class. helps too. Yeah. But you know, just saw it on the spine. <laughs> National Book Award winner, Pulitzer Prize. Grabbed it. No idea what it's about. That's funny. So that's the spirit of the tip. What do you got? Okay. Um, one that I grabbed off the shelf. Never heard of this before. Um, it is What Happened to Anna Kay by Irina Rain. And this one is a modern adaptation of Anna Karenina. I listened to the audiobook of Anna Karenina one or two years ago. I actually really enjoyed it, especially on audio. And I am such a sucker for a retelling of any kind. Even if I haven't read the work that it's based on, I really love a retelling. So once I saw the title and saw modern version of Anna Karenina, I grabbed it and picked it up. So we will see if it lives up to expectations. See, you know more about that than I just did about the one that I picked. So I feel kind of like I was unprepared. (laughs) Well, that's because I actually read the back cover. I didn't see Pulitzer and just grab it. Pulitzer Prize. Grab. (laughs) Okay, so our last tip is to find something that you've had in your hand and put back at a full price bookstore. So this can be either a chain store, so like a Barnes & Noble or an an independent bookstore where you you grab too many books and decide you have to put something back. Um, The choice that I went with was The Future is History by... Masha Gessen. I'm, I'm thinking that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about how totalitarianism has reclaimed Russia. So it's a modern history about journalism and uh, about Russia. And I've had this in my hand probably at three different bookstores um, because it's in different, you know, employee recommendations. And I always go for the employee recommendations. Um, 
the author is a journalist and biographer of Putin. So she's really in that space about modern Russia and what's going on. So kind of goes through the modern history and their relationship with journalism. So when you find it at, you know, 12.50 instead of $30 or whoever it is, that that's that value for money that we're talking about. So couldn't pass it up that time. So I found it, went with it. I don't always follow this tip because <laughs> I am so happy to just go to the library for certain books. This is like very much a Curtis tip. This is a very much Curtis tip. But I will say the book that I found is Between the Worlds and Me by ta Coates. And this is a book that I previously owned, but I handed it off to a student and never got it back, <gasps> which I'm totally fine with. The horror. No, I'm totally okay with it. But... I did want a copy of my own, so I probably would have purchased it at a bookstore or somehow down the line, but I was really happy to find a nice copy at the used bookstore. So that's my version. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to put a plug in for this book that if you have not read it, it's totally worth reading. And Ta-Nehisi Coates has a novel coming out this fall, I believe. I'll link to it in the show notes, but I think it's smart to read some of his award-winning work before approaching more of his novels. He writes articles. He's wonderful. Have you read this one yet? No. It's short. You should definitely read it. Leave it on the coffee table and then I'll read it. I will. It, it actually is a good coffee table book too. Okay. So those are our five tips for planning out your next used bookstore adventure. Because it really is an adventure. It is, which means you can throw these tips out the window. <laughs> and come up with your own. <laughs> it's true. Methods. I mean, I would say that like 90% of the time we really do follow this. Yeah. And this is how we shop. But yeah, there's there's no one way to be a bookworm. So I would be really curious to hear if our listeners have some different ways of shopping used bookstores. Well, maybe they go clockwise one store and then counterclockwise the other store. <laughs> Who knows? I would love to hear those quirks. So let us know. Okay. uh, What's your recommendation for the week? Okay. Recommendations of the week. I just want to shout out Dairy Girls again. We've already recommended Dairy Girls on the podcast, but season two just dropped on Netflix. And if you haven't watched Dairy Girls yet, now is the perfect time because trust me, when you watch season one, you're going to want more. So season two was delightful and funny, and I think I want to go back and watch it all again. We're going to. Yeah. Because we got to watch that first episode where it just caught me off guard. Like, we're going to go see some Protestants. (laughs) So good. Um, It's funny. If you like Irish accents, that's great, too. (laughs) Um, But I just wanted to put out another plug for it because every time that I bring it up to a friend, they're like, hmm, I've never heard of that. And I'm like, come on, scroll Netflix a little more. Why don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Just judging people on their scroll techniques. There's no wrong way to peruse Netflix. We just talked about that. There's no wrong way to go through a Okay, fine. But if you're not watching Dairy Girls, you're a little bit wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going with uh, Twofer in case uh, you don't have one or both of these options. So uh, Hard Knocks just started on HBO. So if you have HBO, you should be watching that, which is... Uh, training camp 
behind the scenes of an NFL team. So this year they're doing the Oakland Raiders, which has John Gruden as their head coach, and he's insane. So it's a perfect, you know, back look in like behind the curtain of an NFL franchise. So if you have HBO, watch that. But I know not everybody has HBO, and most of those people have Netflix. So that way you can watch Last Chance You. So that was season four just premiered for that, which is about a junior college football team that is has a bunch of players. Um, and the premise is that they used to be at D1 schools, got in trouble academically or with the law, and then now they're in junior college trying to reinvent themselves. So that's season four just dropped, and then Hard Knocks just premiered. So if you're looking in August and getting ready for the football season like I am, that's a couple options for you. Do you want to talk about our exciting news? Yes, I do. First exciting news. We have three Libro FM memberships to give away. In order to win one of the three months of free audiobooks, please take a few minutes to write a review on Apple Podcasts and help more bookworms find our show. We're so grateful for those reviews, and we would really like to hit 100 reviews by our one-year podcast anniversary in October. So once we hit 100 reviews, hopefully by October, we will draw those winners and announce them on the podcast. Let's see if we can get to 100. A reminder that our August buddy read is Montana 1948 by Larry Watson. This short memoir-like book was recommended to us by Anne Bogle on episode 164 of What Should I Read Next? We also have something special planned for this fall in terms of buddy reads. We are reading The Count of Monte Cristo by Alexander Dumas. Because that book is so long, we're spreading it out from September to November. In September and October, we'll release buddy read episodes that we recorded this summer, Recursion by Blake Crouch and Bad Blood by John Carey Rue. Make sure you're following us on Instagram for buddy read news and other announcements at He Read She Read. You can also connect with us via email, podcast at gmail.com. And you can sign on as a patron at patreon.com slash to get bonus content and behind the scenes info. Our patrons get this kind of news first. So if you'd like to get the sneak previews ahead of everyone, go sign on to Patreon. Thank you all for listening. And remember, the couple that reads together cases the bookstore together. That makes it sound so ominous, but it's true. You gotta be on the hunt for those books. <laughs>